I need a refill. <laughs>Refill Nation to another Star Wars Saturday. I'm your host, Dylan Fields, here with my co-host, Brandon Park. Brandon, what is up? Not too much, Dylan, not too much. You know, this week we got a fantastic episode of Book of Boba to cover, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it all day. Was it the Book of Boba, or was it Mando Season 2.5? So, it was Mando. I think this is like a, a little couple extra video or not videos but episodes for next season of book of boba and obviously it's going to determine a lot for season three on what happens oh yeah um but we'll get more into that we'll get more into that i'm I'm very excited i think that uh it's setting us up for a lot of great stuff to come in the future oh yeah absolutely and before i get too carried away I want to say shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard for making the best episode that we've seen in quite some time of just Star Wars in general. Oh, yeah. There are people on Twitter begging her to get a trilogy of her own. That actually be interesting. Yeah, I uh, I really like this episode a lot. It's definitely my favorite so far. I would even say my favorite of this and The Mandalorian. Yeah, it definitely is up there for Mandalorian as well. Um, I don't know if I quite put it over the Luke appearance. Well, but here's okay, but here's the thing. I said my favorite episode. That's my favorite scene, but it's not my favorite episode. I don't think that finale was great. I think what was awesome about it was the the, the death trooper. And it's a hot take. It's a hot take, but the death troopers. And then Luke coming in and just mauling them like Vader would. And then Luke actually coming into the scene, seeing R2-D2 was amazing. But like this episode was, it was just another level of Star Wars. I mean, yeah. they, they not only tied in the OGs, but the prequels, like it felt like it was one universe. It didn't feel like I was trying to pick sides of whether the prequels were better or the OTs are better. It felt like this was just Star Wars. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, there were a lot more things, you know, in this episode that I liked rather than that last episode of season two of Mandalorian. Um, I don't know, just that appearance of Luke coming in. I mean, yeah, I guess you, you got me there. You got me there. No, but everybody's got their own opinion. But with that being said, let's go into the recap. So the episode starts off with Mandalorian, Mr. Dinjar and himself collecting a bounty for info on the Mandalorian armor. And it's amazing. His entrance, you know, it's so chill, so cool, so calm and collected. And he comes in and he says, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And it was just like, if that was in the movie theater, I just feel like that would have been like, ah! I, I just love whenever he says that in general. Because he said that a couple of times now. Yeah, I can bring like- you. And just the way he says it. 
I can bring you in warm. Then he goes for his gun and he's like, or I could bring you in cold. And then you yep. just hear him take his gun up. Except now it ain't the gun. I was actually curious to see if he had his dark saber on him. So then when he whips the dark saber out and he's just mauling everybody. And then he actually like cut through the guy. I was like, whoa, like this is kind of graphic. Oh yeah. No, it was, uh, it was very out there for Disney, you know, ever since Disney took it over, it was like the closest thing we got to, uh, episode three, uh, revenge of the Sith, not episode three, book of Boba, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's the closest thing we got to, uh, you know, decapitation. So during that fight scene, he hurts himself with the dark saber. And I knew that was going to happen eventually because he's not trained with the saber and it was just, he was just bound to hurt himself. Um, but anyways, so he takes the head of the bounty into what felt like um, it felt like the party um, yacht. I'll call it the yacht of Crimson Dawn. Like when they walked into that party room, and then he, you know, was trying to collect info from this Ring City, which this that was kind of cool. I don't know. What oh you yeah, the Ring City was awesome. Yeah, no, it was absolutely awesome. And there's actually a cool little uh, Easter egg I, that someone pointed out that I was listening to. Um, if you look through the end credit scenes, you know how they show whoa, those, you know, whoa, portraits whoa, and stuff. Wait, wait, save that. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. Save that. Save that. Okay. Okay. So moving on, he locates the armor and she's meditating, and he then plops over, and Paz Vizla is healing him, which Paz Vizla is a member of the House of Vizla family, which uh, originated from what Tar Vizla. The first so. Mandalorian Jedi who created the dark saber thousands of years ago, or a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they melt down that uh, Beskar staff for what Din Djarin then says is for his, you know, little guy Grogu. And uh, I was questioning why would you get rid of that staff? Like that's such a cool weapon. But then the armor says like that's it's more of a threat than it is a weapon because it can actually pierce through Beskar, which, okay, like, that makes sense. Um, but they go through this Mandalore, like, history lesson, and that was really cool to see Mandalore on live-action TV, um, getting to go back and, like, look at the bombings. Um, yeah, I don't know about you, but, like, it, I got chills when I saw that. Oh, I did, too. It was actually kind of depressing, you know, seeing just the whole – planet get bombed mm-hmm. um, and then they had the uh what what are the droids called uh the droids from uh yeah rogue I, one yeah i heard it a million times but uh, man i can't think of it but just seeing them you know just kind uh-huh. of putting the extra bullet make sure everyone's dead yeah you know that was pretty depressing seeing that um yeah. and seeing um how mad they actually were that you know, Moff Gideon wasn't dead, that he was still alive and mm-hmm. facing trial. Because um, he killed millions of their people, yeah. Yeah, they were, uh, I could tell that they were pretty hurt that he didn't just kill him. Yeah. So, you know how like, C-3PO doesn't have any actual, like, facial, like, expressions, but you always know what he's feeling just because of the direction of, like, the camera. Like, they do a really good job of that. Yeah. And it's all about body language. So, you could tell Paz Vizla was feeling a little jealous or entitled to the dark saber and i knew it was coming but the armor and the mandalorian dinjar and train with the saber and 
Um, she explains to him that he's battling against the saber that he's not working with, that he has to, you know, stop battling saber and battle the opponent. And then Paz Vizsla comes out of the darkness and wants to duel him for the saber. Uh, Din ultimately beats him, but then he is then basically kicked out of their creed because he has taken his helmet off before, not given any time to explain why. It was just because he did. He's out of the he's out of the club basically. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and i I think he'll be back in. I think he'll be back in honestly at the end of the, either this series or maybe season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, he'll I, gain some respect. I think it'll be uh, season three of The Mandalorian because she said that he had to go and like go to Mandalore and meet, you know, get the forgiveness from the people of under the rivers or whatever. But like, I don't think anybody's on the living waters. Yes. is what it was called. Yep. So I think we'll get a journey to Mandalore eventually, just not in this season of the book of Bola. So he rides what I called the space bus to Tatooine, which how ironic that he would end up on Tatooine. Right when Boba and Fennec Shan were looking for muscle. <laughs> so I thought it was kind of like set up that Pilimoto um, called him because she had a replacement for the Razor Crest. When I didn't see a Razor Crest there, I thought she was actually like just trying to get him on, on world so that Fennec and Boba could talk to him. But it turns out she actually had what was really cool to be revealed as a Nobu Starfighter or an N1 model, you know, Starcraft. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you think it was Anakin's? I, I'm not going to lie. I did. And before she took off the covers, I had a feeling for whatever reason, even though we already saw it in The Mandalorian, Anakin's uh, pod racer. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I thought at first because, you know, like the front of it, seeing the cover over it at first, it was kind of like, Okay, that kind of looks familiar. Yeah. But, and then I'm like, well, that's not a ship. He's going to be mad that that's not a ship. And mm-hmm. then they took it off. I'm like, I knew it had something to do with Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. We're introduced to a new droid, a BD droid that was being chased around by, I don't even know what that thing was, but was it a Womp Rat? <laughs> I don't, I wanted to say it was, but that thing was huge for a Womp Rat. Yeah. But Mando comes in, saves the day. Um, Pilimoto says, I've got a replacement. They see the Starfighter. They repair it. Mando test flies it. And what a cool scene this was when he's uh, flying this Nibush, this uh, Starfighter, and they go through the pod racing track. Oh, that was sweet. Him flying through the N1 and just mm-hmm. then he goes. Some, to I got some nostalgia there. I got goosebumps. I was thinking a little Annie and Zibalba. <laughs> <laughs> um and then he goes up into the atmosphere and out into space by the space bus and the little alien kids look out the window. Um, and then, of course, the New Republic shows up, the two uh, you know, X-Wings, which the one guy we had already seen in Mandalorian Season 2, who is the one who gave the rank of basically like deputy or whatever to Cara Dune. And did you know who the other one was? Yes, it actually was a cameo for the dude that... Um played luke skywalker in the last episode of mandalorian season two um obviously without the cgi on his face but he was the the body yeah so i think that him being in this show might have been a hint that we'll get luke next episode for sure 
but he goes back down into after he speeds off like the fastest I've ever seen a ship go. He speeds off back down to Tatooine, and she says that you know there's a call for him, and that she said that he wasn't there. She couldn't find him. Blah blah blah. Well, then Fang Shan is still hanging out. <laughs> she comes down out of nowhere and says that Boba needs help. She's got a job for him, and she threw him some credits. But then he says, "On the house, it was for Boba," which was sick. But then it ends with Mandalorian saying, I cannot help until I visit Grogu. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, I actually, back to the space scene, I actually thought it was interesting that she brought up that since it was such an like old ship that it wouldn't read uh, through clearance codes. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was very interesting to find out because I never really thought about that. Oh, yeah. So, what would you rate this episode? 10 out of 10. It, yeah, easily 10 out of 10. I, I, there's not one thing I could criticize about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. 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 So, my first question from this episode, like, what do you think that he melted down from that staff to make for Grogu? So, um, I honestly think it's just a little set of armor, like some, like, chain link something yeah. that's what a lot of people are saying chain link i don't know if it's chain link i honestly think it's just a, a smaller set of armor really i think it's maybe, like maybe a, a helmet i was gonna say i think a shoulder plate yeah yeah i could see or that. a chest plate i don't know but i don't think it's gonna be anything like a helmet yet because it didn't look big enough to cover his head true but, but if he's trying to get him to be a mandalorian then it would have to be a helmet yeah, true. Because he can't present his face. Yeah. So obviously immediately after this, I thought, you know, he has to go visit Grogu. He named him. You know, he's got to be in this next episode. Dave has directed this next episode. He wrote this next episode. It's got to mean something. Uh, Tim Morrison said in an interview, we're going to get some colorful creatures or colorful lads or wait, colorful chaps. He said colorful chaps. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought maybe he meant colorful meaning lightsabers, colorful, colorful meaning Grogu, Thrawn. It could be anything, but I think now it's going to be Grogu. Could be Grogu. It still could be Thrawn. It still yeah. could be Thrawn. I, I don't really see it being Thrawn personally. No, no, I don't think Thrawn has anything to do with this. At the, at the way, the rate of the show that it's moving, I definitely think we're going to, you know, he's going to get, uh, Boba's getting some muscle for this um anticipated attack towards the pikes which will then turn into the crimson dawn and kira at the end and i think for sure next episode we will get luke and grogu um unfortunately you know we make jokes about how it's mando season 2.5 but it's weird that it's book of boba and it took until mando showing up to make this show really really good the show was good before but Boba didn't even have one appearance in his own show this episode, which was kind of like startling for me that they're yeah. comfortable enough doing that. Yeah, I, I would say that was that would be the only thing I would say is that Boba did not make one appearance in this episode. Yeah. But it wasn't, in my opinion, an episode that he really needed to be a part of. No, I mean, like the episode was titled The Return of the Mandalorians. Like it was physically in some completely all about the Mandalorian. Yeah. 
And honestly, that's perfectly fine with me. Uh, I thought, like I said before, they did an excellent job with this episode. Yeah. Um, really, I really don't think they could have done it any better. No, this was perfect. I mean, from start to finish, it just led up with a bunch of excitement, and I ended with excitement. I never had one moment where I was like, this could be better. Like, this was the absolute peak of this show. It was perfect so far. We have two more episodes. They still have a lot more that they can do. They have so much they can do. But that was, like, top-tier Star Wars, 10 out of 10. Absolutely. So where, Absolutely. Do, you think, where do you think Luke is training Grogu? Um, so that is a great question. Um, I really think it could be um, Dagobah still. I still think it could be Dagobah. Um, or it could be um, Endor even still. I was thinking Endor. Yeah, it could be Endor still. I'm pretty sure I heard in an interview with Tim Morrison that he said he had fun working with the. Um, yeah, the yeah, he did. No, he did say that in an the interview, Ewoks, right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Did he mean that for this show? I don't know. That easily could have been because he didn't really work with them. No, he didn't work with. Did them he mean the Jawas then? So he might have had some Jawas um, before. He had Jawas earlier in the season. Um, other than that, no. Wow. Well, either way, it could be Endor. It could be Dago's system. I don't think it's Octu yet. Octu is like where he went and hid um, after the whole Ben Solo thing happened. So I'm going to land with either Endor or Dagobah system. What uh, if it's Tatooine, actually? <laughs> that'd be funny but I don't, it could be it could be yeah i wonder how they're gonna be able to locate him like i don't think didn't had a track on him he could i don't know that's actually a great question yeah like something they, that next episode's gonna have to answer yeah like how are they gonna just easily locate him unless luke gave him a beacon which they could do a slight Wait, did they see them leave the spaceship at the end of season two? I would assume so. It cuts off right when they get back in the elevator. Okay, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question, though. So, who do you think could be training with Luke and Grogu? Because do you think Luke's been alone this whole time? No, I don't think he's been alone. Um, but he has been searching for force-sensitive uh, beings um, to, you know, build up the Jedi uh, order again because that, yeah, that's yeah. his goal right after he defeats the Empire. Um, so I really don't know. It really could just be Grogu. Um, so my thoughts now, I think Ben Solo is alive. I think he is four or five years old, which would be, like, perfect time for a youngling. He could. Yeah, no, he could be four or five. You're right. I would love to see Ben Solo sparring with Grogu next episode. Yeah, because how old is Kylo Ren? I think he's um, like 19 or 23, like in that age range. So if he's that age range, then he's not awake. He's not born yet. Well, this is five years after the Empire. And you'd have to do the math on like what you. And if he's nine, well, yeah, if he's nineteen or twenty something in the um, 
what would that be considered the sequel yes so the sequel and han's like close to like what 60 mid 60s 60s yeah yeah he's probably closer to 70s honestly um if he's in his 60s then it's possible um because how long is the difference between um the original trilogy and the sequel is it what 30 years um yes around there yeah okay oh. so han han would be because i think han was 40 or like 38 yes so just trying to do math there but. well next week i think we're gonna have to just we're gonna have to sit down and figure this all out for next week because i feel like we owe it to the people oh absolutely do you think we'll see han chewy and leia next episode I actually have um, a theory that we 1,000% will. At least Han Solo or Chewie. We'll see either one of them. See, I, and this is another thing where it's the Book of Boba, but I almost feel bad because bringing in these characters would overshadow Boba. Like, we, we waited until season two of The Mandalorian to have a... Uh, appearance as big as luke skywalker because had luke skywalker shown up in the first season i think it would have taken away any credibility of like the mandalorian's popularity like seeing mandalorian show up in this episode like i freaked out like i was seeing darth vader like it was that cool because like i love the mandalorian yeah oh absolutely um but i could easily see them doing that though um i i easily could see them you know bringing in at least han solo or chewy yeah um if Chrysanthemum is in this next episode, Chewie is 100% in this episode. Han yeah. Solo, I feel like that's almost a lock that he's in. And I think that Han Solo is going to mistake Mando or Din Djarin as Boba Fett at first. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I could, so I could easily see that because he was still like when Luke was building up um, the Jedi Order again. I'm pretty sure he was still really close with uh, the New Republic. I think that uh, when Mando goes to see Grogu in this next episode, he's gonna see him with Luke. But then from the back, you'll hear Han come out of like a spaceship or like the Millennium Falcon and like yell for Luke, and then he'll see Mando in the foreground, kind of like do a double take. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe uh, Chewie sees him and, or he thinks that he's Boba. Like, he lives. <laughs> <laughs> what, if he, like, uh, what if he rips like a, his arms off? Kind of like a Bill Burr thing. Like, oh, you look like somebody I know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What if we saw him? Oh, I'd love to see him again. What if we saw Bill Burr yet in this season? I, I would love that. <laughs> I love Bill Burr. I could I mean, see it happening, too. I was questioning if we would see anybody from Mandalorian like Cara Dune or Bo-Katan. Like, I was really curious, but I'm glad it was just Mando and the armor and Paz Vizsla because it just, you got to keep it on a small scale because it is Boba's show. Like, we'll get yeah. all of them again in the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't we take it to the ad break? And when we come back, I know you've got three big blue milks. Oh, yeah, baby. It's now time for the three blue milks. 
Brandon, we're going to do these random questions to wrap up the show. And my first big blue milk for you is, was Crimson Dawn teased in the episode? 1,000%. Tell me how. So, what I mentioned earlier, and it was my fault that I misread the first question. Um, so, if you look at the end credit scenes, you just so happen to see this one figure that looks like the... Uh, Skimitar, I think it, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that was Darth Maul's ship. Who is dead? But Who is dead? yeah, but Karen, uh, not Karen, Kira, Kira was, um, you know, his apprentice, sort of to an extent. Um, so, you know, that just kind of leads up to that. And how what we were talking about earlier, how just that whole planet kind of seemed like, a, you know, I gave the Crimson Dawn type vibe from uh, the Solo movie. Uh, you know, that ship that they boarded and all that. It just gave me that vibe. Um, so I definitely think that Crimson Dawn is the one behind this all. You know, they're... They're running the show, and the Pikes are kind of like their puppet to an extent. They do all the dirty work for them. Yeah, I I, I agree with that one hundred thousand ten million bajillion percent. Ooh. Because I saw that too, and I thought immediately that's Maul, and then I'm like, well, Maul's dead. That's Kira. That's Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn is they're running the Pikes for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everything has led up to it. You know, they're running Spice. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. So my second big blue milk, if we see Grogu next episode, what lightsaber color could he be holding or wielding? Um, so I think this one's actually going to be a surprise, and this is how I think we're going to get Grogu back in Mandalorian Season 3. I think he's going to have the same color as Ahsoka. You think it's going to be white? Yep. Why? Because I don't think that Grogu actually wants to be a Jedi. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I can see that. I was going to say for shits and giggles that it was going to be a dark saber, but like, <laughs> like black. <laughs> that would be cool. If I had a second guess, I would guess yellow, but I think Ray's going to be the only one that has that one. Just like um, Mace Windu's the only purple. And then green would be too easy because Yoda had green, but I don't think they're going to do that route. So yeah, I can see white. That's a good. That's a good thought, Brandon. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Huh? Thank you. So my third blue milk was that BD droid that we saw, the same one that Cal had in the Fallen Order. So no, I do not believe that was the same droid. Um, but I think that droid was thrown in there as a hint that we will see Cal Kestis in some project coming soon whether it's ahsoka whether it's you know mando season three he's coming soon he's coming at some point you don't think that he could possibly be with luke training because he was also looking for force wielding users so that is also a possibility he could be shit he could be in this next episode that could have just been like easter egg leading into this next episode that easily happened um, I'm curious what they're going to do with his uh, character because his character at this point is around, I believe, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the actor is uh, not quite that age, to say the least. But, you know, makeup, makeup goes a long ways, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could easily make it work. So I could see that, but it definitely, definitely them bringing that in um, meant something. And also, real quick, since we're on droids, um, the one droid at the uh, space bus that you called it, yeah, that is actually the droid from Star, I think it's called Star Tours at Disney. Yes. Yes. That is sweet. Mm-hmm. That was a cool Easter egg. Um. Did you have a bonus question? I did have a bonus milk. Um, so what do you think will happen when Grogu and Din Djarwin reunite? What I do you think, think is going to happen? I think they're going to kiss. Oh. Nice. Nah. I don't know because, I mean, he could just give him his little armor and like they have a moment and then he leaves knowing that he's in good hands. Or possibly they tease that they took out the astromech section of the N1 so perhaps Grogu comes back with Din and rides in the back of his little space uh, starfighter, but I don't see Grogu leaving just yet. Um, and I, I don't know. Like that's why I, I don't know if we're gonna actually get to see this next episode because if Grogu comes back, what was the whole point of Luke even coming? Because how long? How long was he really with him? So I think there's definitely been some time between this episode and the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian. I think there's actually been a couple years. Oh, you think? Yes. Oh, okay. Maybe not quite a couple years, but like there's definitely been a little bit of time. Okay. Because it seems like he's done a decent amount of jobs uh, within that time. You know, he's been building up clues on trying to find the other Mandalorian. That's fair. Um, so I definitely believe there's been some time in between that. Um, it hasn't been quite that soon because do you think Din Jarwin would be like wanting to go find him right after he let him go? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Could, could, but I, I don't know. I just don't feel like that's the case. And I feel like the way that Grogu's going to end back up with Mando or Din Jarwin, yeah. um, is that Luke's going to see that he still has attachment and he's just going to say, I can't train you. Yeah, maybe. And that's why he has the white saber. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I can see it. What about you? Um, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know what I think will happen. I, I just think that he'll end up going with him. But it's so hard to tell. I'm kind of just open to anything at this point. I just, I just want to watch. Like, I'm just so excited to see what happens next week. Like, I wish we'd have to wait a whole week. I wish it all dropped at once. But next week will be fun to wake up to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wake up every Wednesday morning just excited. That's the first thing I do before I even get out of bed is mm-hmm. just turn it on. Well, and knowing that we still have two episodes left, this next episode could focus a little more. Unlike the Mando heavy side, but lead up to a great finale of Boba. Yes, absolutely. And I love how, how they've been doing longer episodes too. Yeah, this one was like 52 minutes today. Yeah, the other one, the last one was what, 46, 45? Mm, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I like the longer episodes. I feel like obviously it's more time, so we have more time to, you know, 
fit more information, more, you know, storyline into it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's all I got. I'm I'm so pumped. This was a great episode. I can't wait for next week. Um I haven't heard much in the Star Wars world, no news really, except for this new casting for Ahsoka, which is actually Ewan McGregor's uh partner in life. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, she was casted for an untitled role. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but that's all I got. Well, awesome. Yeah, no, this was, uh, you know, episode five, 10 out of 10, I gave it. Um, 10 out of 10. Yeah, so far, favorite episode. Looking forward to next Wednesday, um, watching episode six, and then getting to chat with you about yes, it afterwards. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you to everybody who's tuning in and listening and following the journey of the Book of Boba on Star Wars Saturday from Refill and Chill. I'm your host, Noah Fields. This is Brandon Park. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you're listening. Leave us a review. And then uh, why don't you get connected with us and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Refill and Chill. Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Chill out. Dick Watt.